the Lord a hand clap. Praise Jesus. We love you guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. They were here six something this morning. Praise Jesus. And now they're going to sing. Look at that. Go ahead.
is our, this is the lovely lady that trains these youth, and we ought to get a lot of hand clap for. Amen. Thank you. Thank God for Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we know, Lord God, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus and only Jesus is Lord. We come this morning confessing our sins that we are wrong and you are right. We're weak and you are strong. Now, God, speak to our hearts, change our minds, heal our wounds, and we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Thank you for our praise dancers, our choir. Thank you for our graduates. Thank you for our youth department. Thank you for our church. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. Church, amen. amen. Amen again. Praise the name of Jesus. It's just so much to get excited about when we think about all of the degradations of the world, all of the uh, atmospheres where there are no ethics, amen, where people are living below the line of decency. And we thank God for our church and our young people. Let's give the Lord another hand clap. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. I want to state to you that last week, by the grace of God, we started a new series, The Renewed Mind. The Renewed Mind. And last week, it was a renewed power. We'll talk about that. That God... Second Corinthians 4, we, we, we stare into the face of Jesus, we are liberated, and that God, did, God does something after regeneration, John 3, where God wants to balance our suffering with his sufficiency. We are troubled suffering on every side, but not distressed, sufficiency. We are perplexed. Confused, but never in despair. Balance our suffering. And one of the things that we drove home last week we is that God, in His infinite suffering. wisdom, allows suffering, but He teaches us His sufficiency. You don't. You don't need to be up here as a victim. You don't need to think that uh, life has fallen the wrong way for you. All of us go through trials and tribulations, and we. Have, Paul said, "I've learned." in whatever state I'm in, to be content. It's a learning situation. This morning, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that ye present. Uh, two words in that verse I'm going to try to do a little surgery on. Therefore, and present. A process of permanent change. In nineteen sixty eight, I just graduated from South Philadelphia High School on my way to college and the Lord said, Nope, you'll go later. 
at 17 years old, 50 years ago, I swore in at 401 North Broad Street to the military, 17. 1968, Vietnam was the hottest, and more people were killed in 68 than ever before. 17 years old, swearing in, I swear to protect the nation, the Constitution, I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear. Put on a bus, taken to the airport, shipped out, arrived in basic training at night, and as we got off the bus, I saw hundreds and hundreds of flashlights as military personnel were marching in cadence. And I knew then that I was no longer in Kansas. South Philly was a dream. This big, nasty, cussing man with a Smokey the Bear hat came up and started calling us out of our names. And we got in about 10 that night. We went to sleep in our civvies. And 4 o'clock in the morning, he came through like a wild man. We had to be processed in. Everyone got their hair shaved, dog tags issued, boots issued, fatigues issued. You took off the old clothes. They taught you that you had to say, sir, yes, sir. You didn't speak unless you were spoken to. You became disciplined. You learned how to make your bed and get out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning, be outside by 5 after 4, fully dressed with a canteen of water with military boots on. We ran a mile and a half in boots. Went and ate a greasy breakfast, and we finished processing. Everything was processed, processed. Civilian life was over. Now you are GI, government issued. And the man, I remember the man saying, I'm your mother, I'm your father, I'm your God. Read your Bible. They gave us a little New Testament. Give your heart to Jesus because you're behind his mind. I went from the hood to hell. And I remember that because that period of time instilled in me discipline, being driven, um, being able to receive delegated messages and orders, living a life by rules and regulations, not having an opinion of my own but following orders. In fact, this is an insult to you, but they even told us, we don't want you to think. We want you to follow orders. The thinking was done at headquarters. And I remember all of that. Finished basic, was shipped out to my tech school where I learned what they wanted me to do and was there for months on end, and then I got my first duty assignment, got my orders, and I went to the base that I was stationed at in 1969, and uh, they were preparing people for Vietnam, Cobras, UEs, Army, Marines, Air Force. They were just preparing people 
for Vietnam, all of us 18, 19, 20. Um, interesting, to say the least. Got overseas, and I, I remember some good times. Uh, heard a record last week, and James Brown, popcorn, took my mind back. Some like them fat, some like them tall, some like them short, skinny legs and all. I like them fine, I like them all. And when they walk, you know they draw a crowd. You got to have a mother for me. I, I was, that was my heyday, partying. 1971 TDY to Frankfurt and Wiesbaden, Germany. Landed there, these guys from New York said, you from Philly? Come on, man. We, we all hanging together, went to a club, dancing. And I remember vividly, it was rock study by Aretha Franklin. And we was on the floor doing the penguin. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was in my study doing the penguin. <laughs> I had a ball. Oh. But I learned that God had planned out processes. Mm, my God. That everything we go through, some of you that have, are in sororities and fraternities, as you pledge, you went through processes. You, it got hard. You had to go through things or they washed you out. Processes. Came out of the military, got a job, trying to get back to the area I worked in in the Air Force, and they didn't have that open, so they said, why don't you take this job of governmental accounting? I worked up there, and had a $6 million budget, flying around the country to different agencies, sitting down with their people about their equipment and their accounting systems. Had a, that $6 million budget, got into governmental contracts, got back into telecommunications. None of it came together until I was called the pastor. Then God did with me what he did with Moses. He called Moses out, Ek, and was face-to-face -face with Moses. He had direct authority from God and not delegated authority. And then his sister Miriam said, does God only speak through you? And God struck her because Moses was face-to-face -face with God. And the pastor is face-to-face -face with God about the vision. And once I get the vision, that's what we follow, the vision. And when it comes to ministries in this church, this thing has already been thought through. You may not have knowledge of it, Every ministry has a mission statement that the pastor has something to do with. And the mission statement states, here's, here's how this ministry functions. The vision is the direction, but here's how this ministry functions. It's okay to have your creativity, but you can't change the function. The women's ministry has a certain function. The men's ministry has a certain function. The, 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 the nursing ministry has a certain function. The outreach ministry has a certain function. And so when you get into ministry, you learn a mission statement. That tells you what this ministry is about. Can I get a witness? The fact of the matter is, is that I learned through processes. And 50 years ago, at 17, I learned how to follow orders. The rest is history. It takes integrity. It takes a lot of trials and tribulations. You got to deal with problematic people. 
You got to deal with people that just saw God last night, ate a pork chop, slept on their back, had a nightmare. You got to deal with people who don't tithe but got a lot of mouth. You got people that know everything. Some of them not even saved. It is an experience. But through it all, the Lord is good. And I want to suggest that these processes are nothing more than God using circumstances slowly, not accident, but appointment, that God begins to feed into a nucleus what he wants you to do. It doesn't all come together until you look up and look back and say, you know what, the Lord was in this all the time. Can I get a witness? All, all the time, through the thick, through the thin. And my military approach is what I'm comfortable with. Uh, it, is, it is looking for excellence. I don't look for feelings and relationships in ministry. I look for functionality. I want to come out excellent. I want to come out, it's not about you or people, it's about the Lord. It's about the work getting done. It's about setting the house in order. It's about excellence. Amen. And, 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 and so I say all that to say that God has a reason for these processes. First, he wants to develop in us, Lord have mercy, uh, a dedicated mindset. He wants us dedicated to him. Can I get a witness? He wants, he wants us to have discipline and he wants us to have diet. He wants us to have, yeah, uh, discernment of his will a sense of duty, and then a new dynamic that God wants us to teach, which is love. And so through it all, when I look at Romans chapter 12, you have to understand Paul's doctrinal way of teaching is the first 11 chapters are the mercies. And let me stop Paul's apart. You better learn to live from the perspective of mercy. Stop living like God owes you something. Stop Stop living like you deserve something. Stop, stop living like you looking for God to be, amen, fair about something. God doesn't owe us anything. Can I get a witness? God, in fact, the psalmist said, God said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you for anything to eat anyhow. Can I get a witness? The fact of the matter is, when we live for mercy, we realize that whatever God does in, in, to, for us, we didn't deserve it. Whatever God brings our way shouldn't have been brought our way. Can I get his mercies? His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I did some dumb things in my life. I could have died from some things. I could have been swallowed up. Can I get a witness? But the Lord was merciful. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, Paul says, uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, uh, saved in Christ, by the mercies, first 11 chapters. Well, what do you mean by the first 11 chapters? Well, the first three chapters is about sin. God was dealing with sinners. Kinky sinners in chapter 1. Yeah. They gave God up, up, and over to a reprobate mind. They twisted truth so they wouldn't have to obey God. Chapter 2, all Jews are sinners. Chapter 3, everybody's a sinner. 
non-indictments. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Chapter 4, justification. Chapter 5 to 7, sanctification. Chapter 8, freedom. Chapter 9 through 11, uh, God's promises to his people. Past Jew, present Jew, future Jew. So by the time you get to chapter 12, what follows doctrine is duty. Now that you know the doctrine, you need to do the duty. I therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present one-time presentation to God, amen, your bodies. Now, this is not exclusion of fornication only. Your body contains your ears. Be careful what you do with your ears, your mouth, your mouth, your mouth. I'm sorry, I'm stuck. You got any orange juice? Your mouth, your mind, your motives, your misgivings. He deals with this matter of presentation and that this process for the mind, nous in the Greek, N-O-U-S, is mind. He wants a renewed mind, a, a changed mind, a channeled mind, one that is renewed in the spirit. Mm. It's very interesting. How do I get this renewed mind? And then once we understand this renewed mind, then we're able to give God an acceptable worship experience, which is your reasonable service. I want to suggest in this text, and last week we were all floored on the power of the renewed mind, that God is not going to let you just enjoy privilege without some pain. We have to learn to enjoy our privileges, but we also have to learn how to live with our pain. And all of us have pain. Emotional, mental, psychological pain. The pain points to his sufficiency. When you are going down, when you're in pain, he is sufficient. He's your way maker, storm breaker. He's the one that's going to bring you out. He's the one that's going to turn things around. Can I get a witness? Not your counsel or your credit. It's him. Amen. It's him. And I'm tired of preachers taking credit for what only Jesus can do. He's your doctor in the sick room. He's your lawyer in the courtroom. He's your bridge over troubled water. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so he's your bomb in Gilead. He's your bright and morning star. He's the lily of the valley. Can I get a witness? Yeah, and, 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 and so child of God, child of God, Paul says first, we see God's process of dedication. That's our presentation. Are y'all with me? Uh, uh, chapter 12, verse 1. He, he says we ought to present ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. Now, that's a paradox, that's an apparent contradiction, because a sacrifice is dead. 
How can I be dead and yet alive? I'm dead to myself, but alive to God. That, and, and, and the whole, the whole basis of a renewed mind is that I'm a dead man, Lord have mercy, that God has brought back to life. Ephesians 2, and you who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Do I have a witness? That, that he begins this basic training for the soldiers of leaving this worldliness and being dedicated to him. Now, now here's the thing about dedication. A lot of people in church are not really dedicated to the Lord. They're here for different reasons. Um, dedication leads to discernment. Dedication says, Lord, thank you for your regeneration. I'm saved. Now and I want to pour everything in and be dedicated to you. Because God is the one that holds the key to your future. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and all you got to do is, is, is just look, look at the language that's used here, a living sacrifice, and, and, and he says, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and, verse 2, and be ye not, negative and the positive, don't be conformed, to the makeup and evil system of this world. Don't let the world mold you. Can I get a witness? But be transformed, metamorphosized, changed. And the word transform comes from a derivative of transfiguration. Jesus on Mount Transfiguration, Matthew 17, was changed from the inside out. And the disciples saw his glory. Transformation is God changing us from the inside out, not from the outside in. Conformity is the outside. Transform is inside. Do I have a witness? He says, he's transforming you, here it is, by, I'm glad you asked, the renewing participle of your mind. God's going to give you a new mind. Amen. That old things are passing away. God's going to give you a new mind that ye may, and, and look, look at this, look at this. He's going to give you a new mind. Hmm. We need new minds. I was playing up here about Weezbot in Frankfurt, doing the penguin, dancing. I was on my way to hell. I had an old mind. Are y'all getting this? I had the old mind. God had already planned my future. <sighs> See, what messes me up, just when I thought God wasn't in the picture, God was controlling the picture. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? God called me before the foundation of the world. He saved me. He seated me. He, Lord, have mercy. And, and that, that keeps blowing my mind. You mean, Lord, when I go get an episode from my past, you mean when I was here doing this, doing that, that you were right there? I was right there with you. I called you out of darkness. When? Before eternity. Into his marvelous light. 
I elected you to be saved. You could not have been hurt or lost through all of your running the streets. You could not have been shot to death. You could not have been stabbed to death. You could not have been poisoned. You could not, I'm preaching up in here, you, you could not have killed yourself. Because what I did, I ordered your steps. And when I order your steps, nobody can change your steps. I had angels around you. I had grace around you. I do I have a witness? That dark alley at 3 o'clock in the morning, my angels was in the alley. Can I get a witness? When somebody thought about doing you wrong, I got rid of them. Can I get a witness? I've been with you forever. And I'll be with you forever. And see, when you live your life from mercy, you start shouting. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, the Lord don't owe me a thing. But for the grace of God, there goes I. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge and my strength. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Do I have a witness? I was already written in the Lamb's book of light. That's what blows my mind. When I was getting high, when I was running the streets, when I was doing my thing, God says, oh no, you belong to me. You are a child of the king. Can I get away? Hey, here's the problem. You just don't know you're a child of the king. But you are a child of the king. And when I give you a renewed mind, you're going to take your place in my promises. And you're going to praise my name. See, here's the thing that blows my mind. We did everything the mother folk did. Some of them are dead, some of them in jail. Hey, don't come up here like you ain't never did nothing. Don't come up here like you didn't slip and slide and peep and hide. Come on now. That's why when I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I had my car accident and broke my wrist, I fell asleep three hours. I mean, I was coming back from the men's retreat. It was hours, eight hours, drive, three hours driving up. And I, right there, I fell asleep, hit the, hit the pole, blah, 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 blah. And when I got out the car, uh, the, Lord, the Lord was looking at me saying, I ain't ready for you yet. If I was ready for you, you'd be here. And I don't need no accident to bring you here. Do I have a witness? So what that did, that was a renewal project. I am now letting you know I got work for you to do. So now you need to run harder. Y'all ain't getting this. Because I could have just eased you out of here. But for the grace of God, there goes I. Can I get a witness? You're my witness. You're my mouthpiece. You're my preacher. You're my, uh, come on, exalter. And you're not going to play politics with this thing. You're going to tell it like it is. And whoever don't like it, tough. Because you are a prophet from the most high God.
I ain't never been no phony. Never. If I ain't like you, I ain't like you. And I'll tell you that. Listen, man, don't get in my face. I don't like you. Fool with that. I've always been straight up. Most people from South Philly are straight up. They straight up. Thank you, Jesus. The fact of the matter is, is that whew, God took us through these processes. Some of them were ugly. Some things God allowed hurt us. Some things God allowed ravished us. Some things God allowed uh, knocked us down. And see, you can't take one incident, pull it out, and judge God by it. You, you got to pull it all out and look at it from his perspective. Can I get a witness? And we know that all things are being worked together for the good, for them that love the Lord and them that are called according to his purpose. We take a licking and keep on ticking. We ain't no victims up in here. Do I have a witness? If you wait for me to get weak and cry, you won't wait a long time, Doc. I done been down too much to get up crying now. I done come through the hard stuff. Can I get a witness? I, I, yeah, I've heard the lightning flash and I've seen. Come on now, somebody know what I'm talking about. Can I get a witness? Child of God, when you walk with God, you understand that it's God's business to bring you out. Do I have a witness? Hey, and, and, and so Paul, Paul, Paul deals with this, yeah, this process of dedication. But then he moves to this process of preservation. Uh, don't miss this. Look at verse 3. Uh, uh, verse 2b, excuse me. He says, uh, that ye may prove what is that good. Now the word good means directly from God's will. The only way we can prove God's will is by dedicating ourselves to God. Well, I was in prayer and I can't, I can't seem to hear the Lord. I guess not. You ain't dedicated. I'm a little confused about my direction. I guess you are. You've forsaken God. You don't come to church. Hmm. Yeah. This is natural progressions. Once I'm dedicated, God gives me discernment to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect, mature will of God. No, notice what God's giving you discernment on. His will. Now, now, now the reason you and I need to know the will of God, because anything else outside the will of God ain't going to work anyhow. It only looks like it's going to work. It's not going to work. Are y'all getting me? I tell, I tell couples that's getting married, make sure this is the one God told you to marry. It's hard enough when it is. I'm preaching already. Well, I think I got the will of God. You're still going through hell, but listen, you know, it's going to be all right. Hmm. So you got these people that think they know everything. Oh, pastor's over the top. Uh, he getting old. I am. I was, I was saying this morning, li- listen, and this honest got true. 69, 74. I got out in 74. 
I had a fro like this, man. Got my hair plaited. I played ba- play basketball during the day. These little girls would plait my hair. I go play ball. That night, I'd take it out. My fro was like this. Look at my fro now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Went to the dentist. Went to the dentist and uh, said, well, how much the replacement teeth cost? She told me, uh, well, they're about a thousand apiece. I said, that ain't, ain't happening. <laughs> she said, well, what happened to your plate? I glued it back together again. That's what happened to it. <laughs> she said, you can't put glue in this. Watch me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Somebody know what I'm talking about up in here. As we get older, stuff going to start leaving us. Are y'all praying with me? Keep living. I know, I know. And I'm really talking to you young, pretty, and handsome ones that you think you're going to keep it forever. No, you're not. Beauty going to rise up one morning like an eagle and say goodbye. (laughs) See you later, alligator. Just keep on living. I knew I was in trouble. Listen, listen to this, listen. I bought a house. I got out in 74, some, somewhere around 79. I was in Bible college. I went down to my basement and found my old fatigues with my sergeant stripes on them. I said, let me put this on. And we used to get our fatigue starch. I got the shirt this far. I couldn't close it up no more. I said, let me throw this out. Uh, won't life wake you up? Look what Paul says here about this matter of discernment and this matter of finding God's perfect will for your life. Uh, the good, he calls it the good. Lord, have mercy. That a renewed mind will open up avenues of knowledge that you could not find anywhere else. Lord, have mercy. Do I have a witness? That, 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 that when we begin to look at our duty, he talks about this grace. Look at verse 3, for I say that through the grace given me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now don't miss that verse. God has not given everybody the same level of faith. Some of you wives may have greater faith than your husbands. Some of you husbands may have greater faith than your wives. God is sovereign on the amount of faith. Lord have mercy that he gives out. For as we have many members in one body and all the members have not the same office. So Paul begins to deal with gifts, verse 6, differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, not prophecy here is telling forth the future, not predicting the future. Can I get a witness? Hang in there with me. Uh, According to the proportion of faith. See, with the gift came a proportion of faith. 
Lord have mercy. Of ministry, doulos, service, deacon, dust kicker. A servant is not, a, is not about himself. A servant is about others. Can I get a witness? Uh, of ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Or he that teacheth on teaching. People come to me all the time. Pastor, how do I know when I have to get for teaching? Well, the class don't go to sleep. When you're teaching everybody sleep, that ain't your gift. You teaching, nobody understands what you're talking about, that ain't your gift. So we'll send the tow truck to give you another gift. Can I get a witness? Uh, he, he says, he says, he says, don't miss this. Amen. Uh, uh, or he that exhorteth. Important. Exhortation is a twofold gift. Has a negative and a positive. The person with the exhortation will admonish you. Baby, I don't mean no harm, but you're wrong. You need to take your butt back to your husband because you're wrong. That's admonishment. That's, yeah. Then it has a positive side of encouragement. And, and so it's a twofold gift. The same people that will encourage you will also jump in your case in love. That's, that's exhortation. Lord, have mercy. And, you know, this gift is disappearing in the church because I, I don't want to offend nobody. That's your problem. If you're lazy, you're lazy. Somebody need to say it. I don't do lazy. I don't do lazy. I don't do lazy. You got to be driven. You got to be disciplined. Yes, sir. You got to give excellence. Come on. Do I have a witness? Because yes, that's the way pastor is. That's the way I'm designed. End product. Where are we going with this? What's the outcome? Do I have a witness? Well, you know, I'm about to cry because every time I, I see somebody, well, but baby, go on and cry. Get it out. So, so we can move on. Go on, go on. go on and get it out so we can move on. Because you should have cried 20 years ago. That's your problem. You should have cried. Somebody need to tell you the truth. You should have cried 20 years ago. We love you. Now let me pray with you. Keep crying. The Lord will end up showing up in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? And so, child of God, listen to me. And let me, let me tell you why a shepherd, under-shepherd, got to be this way. Because sheep stray naturally. They naturally stray from the flock. When people hear them, I'm, I'm thinking about going to another church. Okay, babe, we'll be praying for you. See you later, alligator. <laughs> After a while, crocodile. Fun with that. God ain't tell you to move. That's you. That's that same ignorant attitude you've been using all your life to get attention, to get your way, to play victim. Hey, well, I don't, I don't feel the church cares about me. Well, okay, baby, God bless you. We'll be praying for you. See you later. Who's next? Next, next, next. Come on. Phone with that. I ain't phone with that. And people say, well, he cold. I ain't cold. I'm warm. I kiss everybody. I hug everybody. I'm, I'm kind to everybody on Wednesdays and Sundays. But I ain't got time for that because I ain't a victim. And when something's wrong, it ain't always the other person. Sometimes it's you. 
sometimes it's your history, it's your upbringing, it's your expectations, it's, 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 it's your opinion of what you think the church is, which we can't use. Can I get a witness? So the fact of the matter is, baby, you know, get in the caboose, we'll, we'll, we'll pull you, but just, just stay back there. Everything will be all right. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. The, the, the fact that, well, I don't have a ministry here. Yes, you do. Go outside in the parking lot, and when people come, just wave to them. That's all. Just wave. Just wave to them. Wave to them. Wave to them. Wave to them. We're going to start a new ministry for you. Wave to them. In the name of Jesus. We all right. Praise the Lord. I'm a soldier, man. I'm here to fight. I'm here to fight by faith. I'm here to go all the way with Jesus. Can I get a witness? I can't get bogged down with bogged down thinking. Jesus set the disciples straight. When he started talking about who he was, he was equal with God. He said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And 70 disciples were sitting there, 70, 70, 58 of them said, we can't follow him no more. They turned back. And Jesus looked at the 12 and said, are you going to leave too? Peter said, where are we going to go? You got the words of eternal life. Why didn't they bring Jesus up on charges of offending 58 people? Because he meant to offend them. Their heads went on straight. Sheep stray purposely. And I ain't calling you stupid, but sheep are stupid. I'm a sheep. They're stupid. They'll walk right into the path of the wolf and won't even know it. Can I get a witness? This thing is tight. So David comes along and says, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Let me frame this 23rd Psalm since I raised sheep all my life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. As long as he's my shepherd, I'll never lack. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. In other words, there are times when you don't even know where to lie. Lord, the Lord going to lead you to the right place to lie down. He leadeth me beside still waters. Why still waters? Because sheep are timid. They won't even drink running water. A good shepherd got to lead them to a pond of water that's still. Y'all ain't getting this. They need still water. And, and look, he restores <laughs> my soul. When them parasites are biting the sheep in the summertime and they, they messed all up itching, the, the good shepherd takes oil, which is in, in, uh, of the Holy Spirit, and rubs them down. He anointeth my head with oil. And my cup of joy runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever! Paul says, Hang in there with us. Thank you, Jesus. Once you have determined to know, nous, mine, uh, God wants you to participate and serve out of your sense of giftedness. Look, look at the gifts he deals with real quick in verse 8. He deals with exhortation. I dealt with that. He deals with giving. Uh, he that giveth sacrificial giving, we got 13 to 15% in this church that tithe regularly. You say, well, that's a shame. Well, it's countrywide. 
I'm pausing purposely. Some tip, some tithe. Some give more when they feel good. When they don't, they give less. God has already conquered the hearts of certain people to keep this ministry afloat. They give liberally. And God blesses them liberally. God blesses their children, their house. God blesses their dreams, their visions. Can I get a witness? So, so, so when you don't give 10%, you only giving 3%, somebody else is giving the extra 7% to make up for yours. But God has given them your blessing. I'm preaching up in this place now. He says, him that giveth and the, the, the liberality, the simplicity, amen. Him that leads, do it diligently. If you're a leader, if you are an administrator, do, if you are a guide of others, do it with diligence. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. Mm. He that show of mercy, do it with cheerfulness. My God. I want you to see the final point in this chapter as we close. We see the processing of presentation, which is a dedication to God, preservation, which is a discernment and duty to God, but finally a processing of personal passions, Lord have mercy, which is a dynamic of a new love for God. Look at verse 9 to, to, to 20 real quick. Let love be without dissimulation. In other words, God says, I don't want your kind of love. Your kind of love is poison. See, love, the agapeo love, is sacrificial. It's not self-centered. It's from God. It's doing for others without them doing for you. It's giving and expecting nothing in return. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? When I love my wife, it's not because she deserves it. Oh, Lord. It's not because I'm loving her because she's a good person. I'm, I'm loving her through the power of the Holy Spirit as if, as if she doesn't deserve it, but it's what God wants me to do. Are y'all, are y'all understanding this? Because once we get caught up in the feelings, it's over. Are you going to make me breakfast? No, you showed off last night. I ain't making nothing. <laughs> and, 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 and so he says, without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cling to that which is good, be kindly affectionate one to another with Philadelphia, phileo, Philadelphia brotherly love, in honor, preferring one. Oh, Lord, we don't mess up now. God's love says, put the other person before you. It ain't about your feelings. It's about functionality. For God so loved the world that he gave. God wasn't feeling good about giving Jesus up, but he gave it up because it was the best thing for you and I. Are y'all getting this? With that same sacrificial type giving, not, not, he says, not slothful in business. 
fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the, per- to the necessity of the saints, giving the hospitality, bless them that uh, curse you. Rejoice with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another, not cliquish. Love everybody. Recompense to no man. Don't do evil for good. Uh, uh, Verse 18, if it's possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Now, now he put that love if it's possible because it ain't ain't really possible to live with everybody. (laughs) Some folk just full of hell. You you can say what you want to say. I love you. I'm like Sister White. I love everybody. Some of y'all hard, man. Some of y'all hard. You're just hard. Hurting people hurt people. We've been devastated by stuff in our lives and we just carried it on. Lord, have mercy. So next time they talk about me, here's what you say. Pastor loves you. Just, just work hard and do your job. He'll love you. You don't. He won't. Fact, fact of the matter is, look what it says. In the name of Jesus. He says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. Can I, can I stop pausing part? Ain't nobody get away with nothing. Ain't nobody getting away with nothing. Look, God said, I got it. They wronged you a long time ago. I got it. They ain't getting away. Can I get a witness? Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, well, before we go eat, bus ministry. (laughs) If thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. In doing so, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. Here's what the the scripture's talking about. When you do good to them that don't mean you no good, the coals of fire is not hell. It's shame. God will let your enemies be shamed as you treat them good, as you speak well of them, as you love them, as you do for them. They will be shamed somewhere down the line. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. What are you saying? God is about these sacrificial processes. Lord, have mercy. What have you learned? The scripture read in your hearing as we close was John chapter 9. The reason I chose that scripture is because it's a scripture of processes. Jesus comes in a crowded Jerusalem during a festival, festival day. Shoulder to shoulder people. And the Bible says he saw a man blind from his birth and went up to the man. The fact that Jesus went up to the man is called election. There were other blind people Jesus didn't go up to. And he went up to the man and said, do you want to see? And the man said, yes. Jesus reached down with a process and grabbed some clay and spit on it and put it on the man's eyes and said, now you got to, by faith, go to that pool and wash. And after you wash, you'll come away seeing. Can you imagine that man telling Jesus, well, I don't want to go down that pool. Well, you won't see. 
in the name of Jesus. Why, why, why would God choose a process when as Lord, he can just say, see? Because everything God does for you and me, he wants to get us involved in it. He wants your faith involved in it. He wants your patience involved in it. He, he wants you involved in it. The renewing of your minds begins with the presentation of dedication. Presentation of preservation of dedication. Lord have mercy. A passionate love. I'm still learning how to love. Still learning. I ain't get there yet. I'm from the hood, man. We ain't roll like that. People I ain't like, I ain't fool with. Come on now, y'all know this. I don't think you like me. I don't. Just get that straight. The agapeo love says you've got to come out of yourself and let the Lord love through you. Since nobody's worthy of love, since everybody's messed up and needs mercy, can I get a witness? We love out of a sense of the Holy Spirit. Do I have a witness up in the house? I thank God these guys go witnessing and win the loss to light. And God is changing us through these processes. And in any, by, by, listen, by the renewing of the mind. We got a lot of weddings at this church. I'm waiting for a, a bridezilla. You know what a bridezilla is, right? <laughs> oh, I tell you. God has used every process in your life to bring you to this point. Amen. Nothing's wasted. He's going to use your teenage years, your, child, your childhood years, your young adult years, your adult years, your college years, your failures. Huh. Everything that he allowed in your life, he's going to use for his glory. But as I close, here's the thing that blows my mind. God took Moses on the back of the desert 40 years, 80 years for a 40-year ministry. God made Joshua Moses' minister for a small ministry. God's going to take 40 years of your life to serve him maybe two years. But you would have learned who it is that's doing the saving. And my seven, my, my, my seven years in the, in, the, in the military, by the grace of God, and me working in governmental accounting, governmental contracts, me having a $6 million budget, me, that, I, I didn't see all the connections to the Spirit of God. So you know what? Let's go all the way back. I was working in your life when you was a little child to prepare you for right now. Are y'all with me? That's what God does. He's preparing you when you don't know. He's preparing you. He's putting things in you to renew your mind. Lord, have mercy so you can glorify him.
Can I get a witness? He's letting you go through something so he can show you his sufficiency. He wants witnesses that would declare that Jesus is the only way, truth, and life. And stop bragging about yourself, but start bragging about God now unto him who's able to keep you from falling. Is your mind being renewed? The old tapes being replaced with the new tapes. The lust being replaced by life. Ah, can I get a witness? The sin being placed by sanctification. Do I have a witness? No, baby, I can't do that no more. I'm saved now, and I'm, 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 I'm following Jesus. I can't. No, 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 no. That's out of my vocabulary now. Can I get a witness? Keep living. You'll get there. That, that is the renewed mind. Begins with a dedication to Christ. And as we dedicate ourselves to Christ, he dedicates our, himself to us. James says, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Didn't he say that? When you make God first, he'll make you first. Can I get a witness? Isn't that right? And we know that all things keep on working together for the good. Let's stay on our feet today. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise his name. He's worthy. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable worship. Is there somebody here that needs to be saved? You want to give your life to Christ? He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again? Just raise your hand. When you raise your hand, come on up. We love you. Come on, come on. Praise Jesus. Give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. Thank you. Praise Jesus, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Stand right here. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Turn around right here. Come on, give your life to Christ. How are you, Pastor? How are you? Robert's husband. Robert's husband. Who? Robert's husband. Oh, hey, hey, man. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on. Then another, you want to join the church or your Christian experience? Bus ministry, come on. Step out. I don't want y'all going to hell. You need to be saved, born again, blood watch. Come on. Give Jesus your life. He will turn it around. Are you saved? Not yet? Well, come on, baby. I'm, 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 I'm going to help you. With the yet. Come on. Praise Jesus. Thank you, baby. Come on, come on, come on. Are y'all saved? Are y'all saved? If you ain't saved, come on out, please. Come on. If you're not saved, come on out. We love you. We love you. Come on. Praise Jesus. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to join the church of Christian parents? Anybody? Step out. Come on. I'm that same loud mouth person. Set the bar up. But don't give him a drink. I don't like him. Come on. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Give your life to Christ. This decision will keep you out of hell. This decision will put you in the Lamb's book of life. This decision will turn your life around. Is there another? Praise God. Thank you, man. Love you guys. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Thank you. See, that wasn't that hard, was it? See, Jesus, see, see, Jesus. All right. Ministers, praise the Lord. Church, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you, man.
Repeat after me. A renewed mind requires dedication. First, give up your rights. And Jesus will renew your mind. Let's look to the Lord. Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this renewed mindset that starts with us dedicating our lives to you. And you give us discernment, duty, discernment, duty, diligence, dynamic to love the unlovable. God, break our hearts for Jesus. God, order our steps for Jesus. Change the way we think for Jesus. And we give all of our vulnerabilities to you. Bless the food that has been prepared for those that are to eat. And we bless, ask you to bless our church. Bless our young youth dancers. Thank you for them. Our youth choir, our youth pastor. Thank you for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Amen. your mind needs to be renewed. God bless you. All right, Doc. All right, Doc.